Hey, 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 and a very good morning to you. I'm Jen Su on cliffcentral.com with The Buzz. Jason Von Berg is still in New York, leaving me all alone to handle the ship. Well, there we go. We try to do what we can. Um, yes, we've got a lot of really fun things coming up in the show today. I've got uh, Chris Forrest on the way. I also have Gil Ovid from the brand new DSTV reality show, Dragon's Den. He's going to tell us all about the lowdown of what's going on with that. I also am going to be chatting with the face of Africa, the gorgeous supermodel Adioli Ario. So all of that is happening in just a bit. But first, um, we've got some celebrity news. Of course, George Clooney is loving the married life so far with Almal Alamodin. We never thought that the guy would get married, but yes, he did. And um, I have to say, she is an amazing match for him. I can see why when he met her a human rights lawyer, that this was the woman with beauty and brains. The first pics from their wedding is in Hello and also in People magazine, just out hot off the press. Amal wore a custom-made off-the-shoulder Oscar de la Renta French lace wedding gown, and George wore Armani. Um, they were wed in front of approximately 100 guests, including Matt Damon, Cindy Crawford, Bill Murray, Emily Blunt, and U2's Bono in Venice, Italy, on an absolutely gorgeous wedding. Amanda Bynes has been arrested again for a DUI, so much for all of that full recovery, ha-ha, that she had, seven months after being placed on probation for a 2012 DUI arrest. Amanda has been arrested again for another DUI. She's still on a three-year probation from the first DUI. Very uh, Very confusing indeed. Angelina Jolie has given Brad Pitt a rare Swiss watch worth the equivalent of 33 million rand. She bought Brad this coveted 1952 Patek Philippe Platinum chronometer watch. And um, they both really like to, you know, buy each other these very, very super expensive watches. So there you go. Bruce Jenner, also now that he's officially signed those divorce papers with Chris Jenner, was spotted wearing a sports bra while out to lunch with his daughter, Kylie. Boobs showing and all. I really can't, can't really quite understand what's happening with that. Anyway, we've got our guests coming up. We've got Gil Ovid from the new DSTV reality show, Dragon's Den. That's coming up right now on The Buzz. Here's the music all about the bass from Megan Trainer. The Buzz with Jen Su on com. There you go, Megan Trainer, and all about that base. You're on the buzz with me, Jen Sue, cliffcentral.com. And of course, you can catch us in the studio, 0861-555-189, on Twitter, at cliffcentral.com, WeChat official account, Cliff Central. Don't forget message to show, and Facebook, Cliff Central, as well as Instagram, at Cliff Central. All those ways to contact us. Now, I'm joined in studio by Gil Ovid of the new DSTV reality show, Dragon's Den. Hello, Gil. Hey, Jen. Hey, it's so great to have you in studio. Not only are we old friends, but, I mean, you've got this brand-new reality show that is on DSTV just this month. It's just started, right? Yeah. So tell me all about it. What's it about? Okay, so the show is called Dragon's Den. It's on Mzanzi Magic, Channel 161, and it airs every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., and there are also repeats. Tonight we can watch. Uh, Not we can. We should we and must. We will. Awesome. I'm running home. 7 o'clock. I'm in the middle of another event, of course, but yes. I'm going to get up and go. Okay. Well, you could PVR it if you I really... Can PVR it. Yeah. But but the point is, so so it's five dragons, uh, real investors, guys who are putting their own money down, and there are a whole lot of entrepreneurs who come and pitch their wares, and they've got uh, three minutes to give us a pitch. We ask a few questions, make our decision, and then we either invest... We're either in or we aren't. It's that simple. 
Mm, now and nerve-wracking. You are one of the dragons. There's five of you, right? That's right. Who are the other guys? So we've actually got a really interesting mix of, of guys. It was interesting because we, we, we didn't know each other up until we met on the first day of Really? Sh- yes. It was wow. crazy. And it was on the first day of our shooting and, um, we met each other and we instantaneously bonded. It sounds really cheesy, uh, but it's true. So, uh, we've got one guy is the, he's the world's public speaking champion. He's the youngest director of a listed company, a guy called Vusi. We've got uh, an amazing female dragon called Polo, who is uh, running a 500 million rand venture capital fund. Whoa. Yeah. We've got a, an amazing township entrepreneur, made it from nothing, got his fingers in many pies, just a really smart guy called Lebo. And lastly, a guy called Vinny, who doesn't even live in South Africa anymore. He lives in Palo Alto and he does like... So he flies in for the show. He flew in for the show. Yeah. Whoa. And he's just sold his third business for like a hundred million dollars. It's like crazy stuff. And uh, one of his co-investors was Ashton Kutcher. Really? Yeah. I mean, and he like calls him Ashti. Yeah. That's great. That's what you call your co-investor after you've made him hundred million dollars. You call him Ashti. Yeah. So we had like. I want to meet Ashti. Tell him to come over. Is he I, coming to South Africa soon? <laughs> I'll speak to Vinny. I'll, I'll try to connect nice. you guys. But yeah, so five very different dragons with different investment portfolios and profiles and risk profiles. And, uh, it was an amazing experience. Because I mean, who put you all together if you hadn't even met before? Sony and Rapid Blue. So Rapid Blue is a production company. And uh, I must say they, they did a fantastic job. They're behind all of the big reality shows in South Africa. And uh, I don't know how they found me, but they did. And I was surprised and humbled, but very excited to do it. And I've walked away with a whole lot of deals. Can't really tell you how many and how much I spent, but it was millions. Whoa. Yeah. Do you have that much money? I should uh, have gotten to know you even earlier. Well, I, I hope that I'll keep that money and grow it with these investments and not come, you know, hat in hand. So I want to ask you about some of the crazy ideas people come up with. Apparently, you know, various entrepreneurs, they're supposed to have a magic idea for a surefire money-making business, which they present to you guys, mm. the five dragons, mm. and you're going to decide whether you're going to invest in that or not. So let me hear some of the crazy ones. So listen, it's only the second show tonight. I can't say too much. But let me tell you, I saw some crazy ass stuff. There were some guys, you know, it's like Gareth seeing those idols contestants who really think they sound good. Yeah. Everyone else is cringing. Okay. We had the equivalent of that as entrepreneurs and they come down and, and they come up with the craziest ideas, things that like, man, Go Google something and check out if it's been done already because it's all over the world and you're not inventing anything new. It's like done. And these guys have spent like a year developing this concept and I don't think they once looked at Google just to check if anyone else is doing it. <laughs> so we what about had, last week? What was the crazy idea that um, came through? Okay, so there was this guy, really sweet guy. I think he meant well. And he came with a set of Tupperware, Tupperware pieces, sticky taped together and his big idea was to to create a, a machine that stirs the salt into popcorn at movie houses 
Stirs the salt. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm so trying you, to envision this. Stirs it, the salt into popcorn so at movie houses. Basically, that's, yeah, that's like, not a bad idea. It tumbles the salt. So you basically you you get, you get your popcorn, you put it into this Tupperware-like contraption, <laughs> and then you like you, you turn it around, and the salt gets poured in and mixed in efficiently. This is his big idea, and he's thinking that he will be selling millions of these to movie houses all over the world. And he wanted Whoa. something like 10 million rand for the business. 10 million rand? Darn. Yeah. Is he crazy? That is not the word I used, but yeah. What was the word that you used? I want to know. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> psycho. <laughs> Madass. What the hell are you doing here? And get off, get so off the you, floor. So <laughs> are you just like a badass on the show? Are you just a badass dragon? You go, what the? Yeah. Bleep. Well, the whole you, thing. I want to know. You know. I want to see this side of you, so, Gil. I'm... I, I try to be authentic, okay? I try to be me. So I'm not a horrible guy, but I don't hold back. And I think it's important not only for that guy, that, that crazy-ass mofo, who was standing there selling me Tupperware stuff, okay? So my feeling is it's it's important that the viewers see that they cannot be wasting their time on crap. And at the same time, I want other entrepreneurs to say, well, if this guy got a hearing, maybe my idea is actually worth something. Maybe I should go for it. Let me be inspired. So there's a, a huge mentorship element that, that happens here as well, which I think is important. And that's unlike the other Dragon's Den shows uh, around the world. I don't think they were as mentor-friendly. Yeah. I think in South Africa, we really need a lot of feedback, a, a lot of input from investors to, to assist entrepreneurs to, to find their dreams. So the Dragon's Den South Africa is a little bit friendlier than the ones overseas? Look, it all comes down to how they edited it in. There were some crazy things that happened, and I'm sure they'll edit it out. But in general, I'd like to believe that just like we are South Africans, we are friendly people. We're not going to be as harsh, but we don't hold our punches either. And what's the big prize at the end? So there, okay. So unlike normal reality shows where everyone's working towards a big prize, there's no such thing. In this case, every entrepreneur gets a chance, and if an investor likes what the entrepreneur is about. They give them the money. It's that simple. So there are lots of, there are lots of, I, I'd say prizes. I have a proposal for like a hat business. I've yes, got all I'm, these incredible, weird, wacky, wonderful hats that I'm sure everyone would love to wear. So I'm going to just propose that idea Jen, for the next season. So let me tell you what we say about uh, these investments. We generally back the jockeys, not the horses. <laughs> I'd back you anytime. Really? Yes. Hat business or something else. If you came to ask for money for an investment, I'd back you. Hey, where was I at season one? You guys already taped the whole thing? Yes. So but you know the, the winner and everything and the whole... So we know that we did over 20 million rands worth of investment combined. Wow. So that's probably the biggest prize mm. in reality history in South Africa. But it's to a whole lot of potential businesses and current businesses. And I, I think they're going to... A lot of them are going to do very well. I'm hoping they all will, but... You never know with business. Now, you're also CEO of your own business, the Creative Council. Yeah, co-CEO of the Creative Council Group. And tell me about that. So it's a sales and marketing advertising company. And we do a whole lot of sales and marketing solutions, promotions, activations, field marketing, social media, a whole lot of different things for clients like Unilever and Vodacom and a whole lot of big uh, multinational companies and, and big local companies. 
So soon, I mean, this is only the second show tonight, but soon you're going to be walking on the street and everybody's going to be asking you for your autograph. Only if I'm standing next to you, Jay. No, <laughs> me and my huge hats. Of course, I mean, who could miss it? <laughs> but um, oh, look, we'll see what happens. Although you're not a stranger to stardom. You used to also host shows on, was it yeah, KTV? On, yeah, SABC many, 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 many lifetimes ago. It was, it was in my teens. So that was a long time ago. It wasn't many, many life. You still look like a teen. You look very young. Jane, thank you. I don't know how old you are, but you know. Uh, so, um, and you drive a really nice car. Yes, that makes, that's like to hide the so. age. <laughs> <laughs> I want people to look at the car and then not realize how, how much older like I'm looking. Brushed metallic Porsche. And I was so happy because, uh, Deep Fried Man was actually supposed to be on first, but he, had some car troubles, which I've seen him now come in, which is great. Uh, but you actually, oh, there he is. Hi. And you came in like rushing in your Porsche. You were like zoom, like that. You that, came in lightning speed. You roll fast. Yeah. Some other guy from Dragon's Den in Canada, apparently, he had his Porsche parked at the uh, petrol station, adding petrol. And I, some, I didn't get a chance to read the whole story, but it exploded. What? Yeah, a brand new Porsche. 918 or something. I don't know. It was crazy. Yeah, I hope that wasn't some I hope it wasn't angry sabotage against entrepreneur people thinking, yeah, that are dragons yeah. driving Porsches. But I, sorry, I, I'm sorry to have said that. No, no, no. I bet you there are lots of know. people who are very happy to hear about his uh, dramatic uh, outcome. But uh, hopefully my car is not going to have any incidences. I tried to be nasty people. So how I was could. it filming all of these series, being back on television after so many years? It was um, interesting. So on the one hand, you know, once you're on a bike and you learn how to ride it, it's, you know, it's just like getting on a bike. So, yeah, it is familiar to some extent, but uh, it was a very different context because 20 years ago when I was doing my show at the time, it was all heavily scripted and as long as I could read the lines, I could do okay. In this case, we were totally unprepared. So... And an entrepreneur comes down, you have no idea what their name is, you don't know what they're going to look like, and you have no idea what their business is going to be about. Mm. You've got three minutes to listen carefully, compose yourself, compose the questions, ask the questions to a point where you're comfortable to either say in or out. And then if you're in, man, there are millions of your personal money at stake. A very different game from reading a script and smiling a lot. So, So from that perspective, I think we were unprepared but but ready for it and you guys sense. got along well as far as the judges or what about i'm sure you had some serious disagreements yeah so we actually did we, we we got along very well we really liked each other but one of the things we decided in the beginning of the of the season on the first day we agreed that it's going to be no holds barred and whatever happens on screen because our money is at stake and our credibility and reputation is at stake. Whatever happens on screen stays on screen. And as soon as we go off the set, we're friends. And that was an amazing agreement that we came to in the beginning. Mm. So let me tell you, there were arguments. There were fights. We fought for certain deals. Sometimes someone wanted to get in on the action and someone else blocked them. Well, I that's it. I mean, what if you don't want to do that deal? Someone else is totally gung-ho about it. You still have to invest millions too? No. So what happens is... You could have a situation where only one dragon invests. Sometimes two dragons will fight over a certain deal and try and outbid each other. And in many cases, and this is, again, I think quite unique to South Africa, 
many deals were struck with co-partnerships between the dragons. Mm. So what would often happen is I'd say, look, you know, I'm very keen to do this deal, but I trust this specific dragon with his skill sets or her skill sets. And I'll only do this deal if this person comes along with me. So it was actually quite nice. So there was a mix of things. Sometimes there were partnerships, sometimes there were fights, there were disagreements. And because all five dragons had such different perspectives and profiles, it was actually quite interesting because everyone's got a different view. Everyone's got a different opinion. And there's no right and wrong in business. It's just what works for you. Right. We've got Timothy asking, uh, what is the greatest idea you've heard so far? Um, there was one, there was one idea. I'm not going to give any names yet because it's uh, under confidentiality, but there was one idea uh, from a guy who's actually uh, in first year varsity and he's created a platform that allows people to courier things via special backies. That's all I can say about it, but I love the idea. Mm. We had to convince the guy, and this is bad, we had to convince him to drop out of varsity. That was one of the conditions of us investing in him, mm. which is some would argue, yeah, how could you tell someone to leave school and, and go into business? Well, I said entrepreneurship, you got to take chances when you can. Right. And if you've got an opportunity to, to get a few million rand in and Dragon supporting you, you go for it. So that was one of the best ideas. Wait till you see it on the show. It's incredible. Amazing stuff. Gil Ovid, one of the dragons of Dragon's Den, every Tuesday, 7 o'clock in the evening on Zanzi Magic. Thank you so much for joining us on Buzz. So good to see you, Jen. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. Well, we're moving on with the music. This is Two On from Tinashe. Coming up, we've got some more really interesting guests, including Deep Fried Man on The Buzz. The Buzz with Jen Sue on com. Hey, 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 we're back on The Buzz. I'm Jen Sue here again with Gil Ovid from Dragon's Den. And we've got Deep Fried Man in studio as well. Hello, you made Hi, it. Hi, I'm excited. Now, now, tell me what happened. You were actually supposed <laughs> to be on about 30 minutes ago. But, I know. But something happened to you. It's a pathetic story, actually. Well, basically, it all started when I crashed my car the other day. So I crashed my car, so I don't have a what, car. What did you hit? Uh, it wasn't even there was no other car involved and i was oh stone cold sober i have witnesses so basically i'm a better driver when i'm drunk but don't uh <laughs> don't, don't quote me on that but i was stone cold sober i was driving through norwood there's the houghton country club I've, I've i'm used to that route and there is a new traffic circle that i've never seen before so all of a sudden i see this new traffic circle so it takes me by surprise and i swerve and i go off into the bushes and wreck my car oh my god so, this is by yourself like, yeah, this is by myself. You can't even blame someone else. I can't even blame someone else. Okay, so that was it. And then, and then, and then today I'm renting a car because it's part of my, so I'm, I go to rent the car, but yesterday they needed a copy of my driver's license. So I put my driver's license in my scanner, made the copy and forgot about it. So I just assumed my driver's license was in my wallet where it normally is. So I got to rent the car and they were like, okay, can you hand me your license? And I was like, well, I don't have one. So that's why I'm late. So I had to get my license couriered. At the last second, which a very, very special person to me did. That's my wife. So shout out to Janine, my wife, because she has saved my behind. Women do rule the world. She has saved my behind on more than one occasion. But anyway, here I am. And I'm very excited to be here because I'm, because of Dragon's Den and I'm a huge fan. I have, I think, a brilliant business idea. Product idea, which I need to pitch. Oh, well, there you go. So I'm, I'm, so Gil, let me hear. I'm, I'm very open to it here. Okay. And, um, I just want to, can we just set some rules of engagement here just to make sure that we do this properly? Yes, Gil. 
Right. So I think how it should start, just for the sake of authenticity, is you should start at the door. And the reason is that as you walk in, and even though people can't see it, yeah, you need to feel it. We need to give him the death stare. And I need to feel time. pressure. Dun- Duncan, the sound engineer as well. Can you can you do a death stare? Just give it a shot. That's a proper. Oh wow! Oh wow! I wish the people. Yes. I wish the people Jen- at home could could see this death stare. It's incredible, actually. D- Duncan's got I, a good. I've got the death kung fu death stare. It's it. <laughs> wow! That that looks like you're gonna. So we've got the kung fu death stare. We've got the shaka zulu death stare, <laughs> and we've got. The Jewish death stare, and that is a hell of a combination, those three death stares. So I'm going to walk, should, should I walk? So you're going to walk in, we're going to give you the death stare, and then you sit down and you start off, you say, hello dragons, mm-hmm. I'm here to pitch you my idea. Then you give the idea, and then you have to say how much you you want, and how much are you willing to give away. And you've got like 90 seconds to do that all in. Oh wow, but the first thing is that we got to imagine dragons then music while I'm work, while I'm walking in. Yeah, but yeah. so, so just imagine it in your heads because we have a very imaginative, uh, listenership here. Yes. So I'm sure they can imagine. So I'm going to walk from the door. Here we go. Whoa, you're really doing it. Death stairs all around. I'm feeling very intimidated right now. So hello, dragons. Hey. Uh, dragons, I would like to pitch you my product idea. Go ahead. Okay, so the product idea is this, is not me, but other other people um, are in relationships and the wife complains about basically flatulence in bed, right? This has never happened to me personally, but there are relationships where the wife uh, accuses the husband of being flatulent in bed. So what I propose is an invention whereby it's a pair of shorts that you wear to bed as the man, and it's basically got a tube coming out of the pair of shorts, and it's a very flexible tube. What you do with the tube is you take the tube and you, you put it outside the window, basically. So it hangs outside the window during the night, and it even can fit through very small window spaces. And basically what this accomplishes is that wind can pass through this and then into the garden so that your wife does not have to spend the whole night complaining about the way that you smell. That's basically that's basically it. What if there's a dog outside in the garden? I have thought about that sort of stuff. In fact, the first problem that someone pitched to me is that what if there's bugs? And what if a bug were to sort of buzz into it? So then next thing you end up with a mosquito up your bum. And that's the last thing anyone wants, basically. So what I thought is you need a like a bit of a mesh covering. So the mesh covering covers it so that air can go out of it. But basically, mosquitoes can't get into it. So like a little mosquito net. In terms of dogs, I haven't really thought that through. But I'm sure you could make it from some kind of dog-proof material. Well, what if the flatulence actually became, you know, like a full-on poop? Oh, that's a problem. That's a problem. But that, that would be a whole other product. That's, that, that already exists on the market and that's called Deepens Adult Diapers. So I think you need to. How do you know this? <laughs> you need to assess as, as an individual whether you are, whether you are just a level where you need these special shorts or where you're actually a level higher where you actually need an adult diaper. And are they male and female type or is it strictly for males? Well, the thing is, I think women, you know, I think everyone knows that women don't fart. So there would be absolutely no reason. There would be no reason to invent a, a female version. I see. Jen, <laughs> would you invest? How much do you want? Um, I would say, I don't know, 150,000 maybe. Rand? Yes. I mean, that's not what it's going to be. Said. Is that, that's, that's just for your buy-in. That's how much, that, that's not how much the product's gonna cost, right? Right. Yeah. 
the product's going to cost like 59 rand 99 or something. You can even sell it on Verimark or something like that. It has that kind of potential. And yeah, no, from you, I would need an initial investment of 150,000 rand. Because I mean, basically, all it is is a pair of shorts with a tube coming out. It's not like I need major money here. So, Ifrad, I, I think it's a, I think it's an interesting idea. But if given an opportunity between, what's the name of the product? It's called the, I haven't thought of a catchy name. Is that part of it? It's called the Dewindulator. I love it. I love the name more than the product. But um, the Dewindulator versus Jen's hat, I would have to say I'd invest in Jen's hat. She gets my money. I, you get my money as well. I didn't know that I could invest in your hat. That hat is blazing, yo. I'm totally, and I like I'm totally on board hats, with that. But I like mine better. So. Thank you. My hats, it must be mentioned, all come from Simon and Mary. Deep fried man only wears Simon and Mary hats. You should wear them, yo. They're blazing. So do you have like a jingle for this that you, for the, for the for product? The for the yeah. I've never written one. I can make one up as I go along, I think. Okay, let's hear it. This is your last opportunity to win, win us over. Yeah. Wind leaves you with an unhappy wife And if you have an unhappy wife Then you'll have an unhappy wife But the de-wind you later Can help you, son By getting the wind sent outside Because it needs to be done That is completely improvised I'm gonna, If I went away, I would come back with a, a jingle twice as good as that Okay, I think I'd say Go away and come back. Well, there you go. Let's chat again after that. But um, in the meantime, I'm out of here. I just want you to say, I don't want you, I don't want you to say, oh, well, no, I'm investing in Jen's hat. It's a bad idea. And then three months from now, I find out that you're marketing dewindulators. I just, I just. There is absolutely (laughs) no risk. So you have nothing to worry about. It's like an NDA. It's just between the four of us here in the studio. No one else. There you go. Thank you so much, Gil Ovid yeah. from Dragon's Den. Right. Don't forget to catch the show tonight. Zanzi Magic, 7 o'clock tonight, Dragon's Den, South Africa. And, of Ooh. course, Deep Fried Man, he's going to be back with us in just a bit. I also have the gorgeous Face of Africa supermodel, Adioli Ario. She's going to be on the line with me in just a bit. But first, moving on with the music, this is Tavolo and Not on Drugs. The Buzz. The Buzz with Jane Sue on com. Welcome back to The Buzz on cliffcentral.com. I'm Jen Su. I'm joined by the face of Africa. She's the first African ambassador for Elizabeth Arden, and it's Adiola Ario. Hi. Hi, Jen. How are so you? So great to have you with us on Cliff Central. Now, tell me Thank a little bit more about me. your work as brand ambassador for Elizabeth Arden. <laughs> okay, so basically, um, being the brand ambassador for Elizabeth Arden, um, entails in me being on their um, campaigns, their beauty campaigns and um, their makeup campaigns um, for the Visible Difference range, which is a skincare range, um, the Skin Illuminating range, which is also a skincare range. And then I also have um, a makeup campaign that's currently out right now. It's the Flawless Finish. Wow, is it your own makeup range? No, not my own. It's the Elizabeth Arden. It's under the Elizabeth Arden brand. I see. But I am the face of the campaign for Africa at the moment. So um, apart from being on the campaign, um, 
I also empower young women to, you know, um, letting them know that it's, it's, it's a good thing to be confident as a woman and not to have to, you know, wait for people to do things for you. It's, it's okay to be able to do things yourself. It's, you know, it's a life journey and how you take care of yourself both inside and out will allow you to live your life with a greater poise, confidence and grace. So basically, mm-hmm. as a brand ambassador for Elizabeth Arden, I I'm there for the young women of Africa. I'm there to basically empower them and, you know, just bring out the confidence in women, both inside and on the outside as well, because it's really, really important nowadays, you know, like we're taking over the world like step by step. And it's so, so important to always make sure to look after yourself both from the inside and the outside. Absolutely. So, um, So, yeah. Excellent. Now, you were born in Nigeria. How did it all start? How did you get into modeling? Um, yes, I was born in Nigeria, but I lived in England for um, a fair amount of my young age, just to my young life. Um, and I started modeling in London. I got scouted there. And then um, when I moved back to Nigeria, Face of Africa, the competition was happening and I auditioned for it. And then before I knew what was going on, I was in South Africa competing with these other girls from Africa Something that I didn't plan. It was all not planned. It was basically people telling me, oh, Adioli, you can do this. Why don't you try and wow. see where it takes you? And that's all how it all happened. And, and how mean, tall are you? Can I ask how tall are you? <laughs> I am five, eight and a half. That's one, 175, right. 1.75. Amazing. Yeah, so... I'm not the tallest, but I make it work when I have to. Well, there's something very unusual about your look, you know. You really do stand out. People look at you and say, wow, Thank you. you just have this. And I think that's the thing about modeling, right? I mean, if people are prospective models, what would your advice be for them? They don't um, have to be the most beautiful or the tallest. Oh, no. The thing is, the thing about modeling, like a lot of people um, misunderstand the industry and they think that you have to be this beautiful person and you have to be a certain way. Modeling is about art. It's about finding that unique look. A girl with, like, freckles, for instance, she might not like her freckles, but the industry find that interesting, so that's what they'll go for. And, you know, you have people like me, for instance. I'm not the tallest. I do do fashion shows, but, you know, it's not a thing for you to say, oh, just because I'm not tall enough doesn't mean I can't do it. You know, modeling comes in so many different parts, but you can you could be a hand model, you know, like you could be a hair model. So it's... If, if, if anyone wants to go into modeling out there, it's just to basically to brace themselves because it's, it's not as easy as people may think it is. It's not as right. easy as it looks. Um, we go through a lot as models, you know, to get that end product to look the way it does all the time. And it takes a lot of commitment and you have to be strong because there are times when you will get a no from a client. And it does hurt, but mm-hmm. then you just have to move on. So you have to have that strong will and you have to be able to say to yourself that, you know what, since I didn't get this, doesn't mean I'm not good enough. You know, you just have to make sure that you, you keep striving and you get what comes your way. And exactly. It's, it's, that's just what it is. It's like, I can't get all the jobs because, I mean, it makes no sense. <laughs> if they wanted But you're doing an amazing job. Hair, We're looking forward you know, to seeing you, you more <laughs> on the catwalks. And thank you so much again, Adiola Ario. Thank face you of so Africa. much yes, for having me. Looking forward Thank to seeing you. you more and more. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks.
All right, that was Adiola Arrio. You can follow her on Twitter at A-D-E-O-L-A-A-R-I-Y-O, brand ambassador for Elizabeth Arden. She's the first African ambassador as well. Moving on with Deep Fried Man. That lady inspired me. I think I could be a model. Well, how tall are you? I'm almost six foot. I'm five foot eleven. And but you are. No, you are not. Saying, no, you're, like, saying, you're shorter than me. She you're was saying they look for they look for um, interesting things, and I've got a very skew nose, so maybe that can be my interesting thing. You do. And people. Actually. And also, she said you don't even have to be a full model. You can just model one part of your body. And I've got really nice elbows, so I think I could be an elbow model. Wow. Let me see your butt. Nice I could butt? definitely, I could definitely not be a butt model. Oh, really? You don't want to see it. It's hairy. Ooh, it's okay, just, sorry. I don't want to see your butt. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Trust me. <laughs> people have seen it before and they have rated it, you, you know, they've given it bad ratings. So I've, I've learned to keep it away from people. I, that's why it's, that's why I wear clothes at all times. <laughs> even in bed. Deep Fried Man, you've got another show coming up. You have so many things, but this one is called <laughs> Funnier Than Them. Yes. Okay. So the way it started is we had a couple of friends and we were going to Grahamstown and we, um, and we, we, we realized that in Grahamstown, there's a million comedy shows and you need to stick out in some way. So our idea was to have a poster where it's the three of us standing and it's an arrow and we're all holding a big arrow, which says funnier than them. And basically you put it all over Grahamstown and the posters and then your arrow is pointing at all sorts of different things. So sometimes it's Shakespeare and sometimes it's uh, other comedy shows. And so it was quite a nice gimmick at festival and, and it was a very popular poster. And then since then we decided to take the show to Cape Town. Then we decided to take it to the Theatre on the Square in Joburg, which is coming up now in October. And we just kept the name funnier than them. And, uh, yeah. And the guys who are with you? Uh, that's Chris Forrest, um, who I think a lot of people know. Uh, he's, uh, you know, what a mainstay of South African comedy. Uh, he also is uh, one of the few people who, on Generations who didn't get fired. He's still got his job. Oh, he's still, like he's like the only one. There. Yeah, he's the tire guy. So like, and in fact, he was actually just he's so the tire the guy. So during the two months that Generations off air, yeah, they, they're basically making him a main character because Whoa. now they've run out of characters. He was basically a bit part, and now they've fired all the guys. So now he's the main character of the show. So it's all going to be about tires. That's basically it. So that's Chris Forrest. He's one of the, the funniest guys in the country. And then there's Warren Robertson, who's a uh, very clever and very, um, sort of, uh, original comic on the, on the Joe Book scene. And it's just a nice combination because the three of us are so different. And so, yeah, so it's the three of us doing comedy. We've also got a virtual host who's a cartoon. So that, that's as well. And we're th- already thinking about next year. We're going to do the show again. And next year, we're going to have a guest uh, comedian on every time as well. So we're going to keep expanding the com- uh, the concept and, and, and keep doing it. And Wow. Uh, yeah, but for now, it's uh, at the Santon Theatre on the Square, which is that's now right. the auto the in general. 21st to the 25th of October. 21st to the 25th of October, 21st indeed. 21st to the 25th of October. And you can get tickets on strictlytickets.com, which is the nice. ticket website for the Theatre on the Square. Awesome. Now you are going to be lots of fun. You're going to perform a song for me because you've got the guitar in hand. Yes. The last time we sang together was remember the Comedy Central the roast. roast of Kenny Kunene, who was, was also roast. just well, we in Cliff Central a little bit earlier today with Timothy. We were hosting the red carpet, and then I, I was I, I invited my mom to the show, which was which was weird. And then uh, halfway through the show, she she turned to me and she said. I'm so glad you were doing the pre-show at the, in the red carpet instead of being part of this roast. It's all so vulgar. 
That's what she said to me. Because it was. She didn't know what the roast was. I mean. Yeah, but it was hectic. My mother thought it the was? roast was a cooking show. Because, you know, penne canene, sushi, the oh, whole wow. thing. Oh, wow. So she was so proud of you. And then, and then when she watched it on TV, she was like, whoa, yeah. wait a second. As soon as the Vijayjays came out, she yeah. was. Yeah. Because I think. She was horrified. I think Kanye Mbao's Vijayjay emerged as the star of the whole show. And she handled it so well, I thought. She did. She handled it so well. I think, I thought she basically emerged as the star. But it was a lot of fun. It was a great experience. It was. So what are you going to sing for Um I think I'm going to sing a parody song that I wrote the other day. And it's uh, it's basically something that a lot of people in Johannesburg can relate to. Here's what the song is about. And it goes like this. Lying in my bed inside A luxury golf estate somewhere Electric fences, booms and beams but still my dreams are full of fear Flashbacks to hijacks are haunting me I'm still in therapy And I'm thinking that maybe I should not have bought that C-Class Mercedes Thank the Lord I can afford private security The police are on the go slow Permanently Shout out to ADT You can call the police But it just won't cease Crime after crime And then while you are waiting They'll be perpetrating Crime after crime Crime after crime Why don't you move to Australia My cousins say Cause nobody can save you now Not even Cabello or Danny Kay Shout, shout, let it all out You can shout all day It won't scare criminals away You can call up the cops But it just won't stop Crime after crime And then while you are waiting They'll be perpetrating Crime after crime Crime after crime Wow, and we had the harmonies there from Jen Sue. Oh my God! And that you... was the best part. Was the harmonies? That was incredible. I did not expect that. I, I hope that was recorded because we've never. I've, I normally do not have such sweet harmonies going on. That was recorded. Wow! In fact, no, you know crazy. you can get any CliffCentral.com show on podcast. Oh wow! You and that's at CliffCentral.com. That's right. And yeah, then you go nice. to the podcast link, click down Tuesdays, the buzz, and there you are. Nice. I'm going to try and uh, and get that that uh, as my signature version of the song because it has harmonies by Jensu. I love crime after crime. Thank you very much. Although the weird sort of dichotomy is that it's a very serious topic, but we sang it very mm. sweetly. Yes, we did. Um, I think I think that's one of the things that I set myself as a challenge doing comedy is I take topics that a lot of people wouldn't touch because they're not exactly the topics where you'd think, wow, that's a real goldmine for comedy. I mean, crime is a very serious issue, but I like to think that I can take any topic, no matter how serious, and put a comedic slant on it, and that's what I try and do. And what is some of the stuff that you talk about in your show? 
Um, wow, I funnier mean, than them. I keep uh, well, I keep, um, but I think what what characterizes the show is it's three different people's takes on life in South Africa, and it's three very different takes. So Chris Forrest has got these dry one-liners, and um, you know, sort of very dry stuff that uh, uh, and clever stuff about South Africa, and then then Warren's stuff is more kind of like. Uh, dark and and kind of weird but very original like there's no one else doing what he does and then my stuff is kind of parody and singing and a lot of improvisation so it's three very different kind of things but the songs that i'm singing about at the moment i've uh, got a song about cape town which uh is uh is really nice if you're from Joburg. and uh, <laughs> i've got songs about being a white person in south africa which was one of my favorite topics uh, being jewish in south africa one of my favorite topics i've got stuff about a lot of the topical issues that are happening right now whether it's in kandla or Oscar or um even the malaysian airlines plane and i once again not not entirely the best topic for comedy you might think but i i i try and find a way to make it funny and i also do a lot of improvisation and i write a song every night a different song according well, to what the audience well this is amazing like just now when you performed crime after crime there's no words no lyrics in front of you just remembered the whole thing and yeah well i think you, generally like, it, it takes just, me about four times to remember a song and then well, it's the dragon's there. den thing you just made up something on the spot mm, but i think that's a great one and i've even been asking the audience i like to think there's no genre i can't do so whether even if the audience comes up with something really uh, ridiculous like dubstep which they sometimes do i can even do that so and I can even, even the essays <laughs> idiot's guide to essay Anthem. Anthem. So that's on YouTube. That's a, a right. clip I actually made with a, a very funny friend of mine from Cape Town called Gareth Woods. He's another musical comedian. And um, it's basically, it was around the time of Art Matthews uh, was on TV. And he, yeah, and he got, his, and he got the anthem, anthem wrong. But it got people talking. And it's actually true that, you know, a lot of South Africans don't know the whole anthem, no matter what culture you're from, because there's so many different languages in the anthem. It is a very so, difficult anthem. Yeah, so... So there's there's parts of it that so my idea was to come up with a version which was uh sort of provides visual aids so that people can uh, be helped with uh, being the lyrics of the anthem. So it's basically for anyone who doesn't know the lyrics, you can find it on YouTube. It's called an idiot's guide to the South African national anthem or the South African national anthem for beginners. And it's yeah, it's a very. Um, I'm going to tune into it. If you don't know it by heart, then it's definitely uh, a good way because it's got visual aids to help you. One of the things I still have on my bucket list that I really want to do at some point is sing the national anthem at a rugby game. Okay. I know that sounds crazy, but okay. I really, really I want to. I think it's going to happen I've been for practicing you. and I've been practicing. I, I even sang it sometime on a, on a sports show a while back. So we'll see. Are you going to get me connected because, here? Because, but you know what? The sad reality, Jen Su, is that the best way to get uh, publicity out of doing the South African National Anthem before a rugby team, I mean before a rugby match, is to get it horribly wrong. Because if you get it right, people will remember for a day. They'll forget. Right. If, it was, if you do it really beautifully, they'll, no one will remember. But right. do you remember that reggae guy? who uh, sang the South African... Uh, there was a reggae guy, do you remember him? Mm-hmm. Before Art Matthews. He'd sang the South African nat- National Anthem before a rugby game in France, and he got it so wrong that people remembered him for years to come. So, I remember. So, yeah. So, so, so Okay, so I think I'm going to have to sing it, it in Chinese then. Yeah, sing it in Chinese, and definitely it will. It, you'll, you'll make the front page I'll get on YouTube. of the Daily Sun. Yeah, for sure. I think that's what I need to do. <laughs> we need to up the game in publicity here. Yes, yes. <laughs> I want you to do one last song before we say goodbye. Okay. I wonder what song I should do. Maybe I should sing a song of unity for all South Africans. It goes like this. It goes, South Africa's a nation divided by racism, sexism, and tribalism too. 
xenophobia and homophobia. Just thinking about it makes me blue when it seems like we are a nation full of people hating people, and it's a shame. Don't you wish there was something to unite us and make us feel like we are all the same? Oh, everybody hates Eatles, everyone you've ever seen. Even at Sunroll and the ANC, they hate Eatles secretly. The EFF and the FF. Kasatu and the DA Everybody hates Eatles, everybody hates Eatles So tear up the bull and don't pay Wow, anyone at home? If you agree, then why don't all of you sing along with me all together now? Everybody hates Eatles, everybody alive I met this kid the other day, he was only five he hates Eatles even though he can't drive People who don't use the highway People who aren't from Gauteng Everybody hates Eatles, everybody hates Eatles Even if it doesn't affect them All over the world Brazil and China and France Everybody hates Eatles, everybody hates Eatles If you give them half a chance People who aren't even born yet Even the Japanese Everybody hates Eatles Everybody hates Eatles Except for the people Who got the tender To build the gantries Woohoo! Love it. Deep Fried Man, you rock the house. We can't wait to see you again. At Thanks so much for having me. Then. Thanks so much for having me. Thank and I look for forward to seeing you guys central. at the show. And I am going to go and get the podcast. Awesome stuff. Thank Thanks you so, so much. much. Deep Fried Man on the buzz. We'll see you this time, same time, same place next week. I'm Jen Su. Bye for now. Celebrity gossip, news, events, and more. The Buzz with Jen Su and Jason Von Berg.